live. And we're live. You are listening to WJMF 88.7 HD2 Smithville Providence, or you're tuned in at WJMFRadio.com, or if you're watching visually, you're seeing us on you're seeing us on Facebook. I'm Brian Costa. I'm Carter Adams. And this is Down to the Wire. Welcome back. We got a lot in store for you guys tonight. Yes, we do. It is Friday, August August second. Yeah. August uh, 2nd. It is crazy to think that is our that it uh that it's uh, not August, October second. Yeah, I don't know why I said August. I, it's just, I think I meant to say uh, it's just. I think cra- we all still wish it was August. Honestly, it is October, but yeah. I, that that's just insane to me to think to think that. Wow, it, that is it. Really is crazy. That is nuts. Yeah, summer flew by. We're back in the full swing of things here on campus. So it's time for schoolwork to start heating up a little bit. I know. I mean, midterms are midterms are right around the corner. I got. I mean, Saturday we got another round of Saturday classes. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's going to be a hectic weekend, to say the least. Email from President Cattell today said that we have successfully completed seven weeks out of our, uh, I think, I believe it was 15th that we're doing this semester. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that we've already come so far. Yeah, we're over halfway there, so. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that, you know, uh, we're basically in the home stretch at this point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we can get through the semester without fail and uh, really just hoping for the best. Yeah. I really think we will. We're getting there. Yeah. All right. So let's jump in the sport, in the sports world. Let's get it. All right. So I didn't really, I wasn't really watching the game too much last night, just because of work and stuff. But from what I could tell, I mean, it was an absolute, just you know, terrible showing on either side for both the Broncos oh, and the it Jets. Was, it I mean, was rough. I didn't I mean, even tune in. I mean, it was a good scoring affair, but my God, that was, I mean, just a terrible game. Oh yeah. Horrible. And before we go any further, I think we should uh, talk about that Sam Darnold touchdown run. I mean, that was. I mean, first, I'll give Sam Darnold that. This that that was an incredible touchdown run. Oh, I mean, it really was. I mean, he threw a juke move out there at it like it was no one's business. That's a running back move. Oh my god! <laughs> but at the same time, it's just a matter of wow. That Broncos team is not what they were five years ago. No way. Oh that, my gosh. That I mean, wow. Just that to get. I mean. I don't. When I think Sam Darnold, the first thing that comes to my mind is not mobile quarterback. No way. But I mean, he proved that he could do it if he needs to. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that he could actually, you know, pull off a move like that and take it to the house. I mean, he, he was at like midfield or something at least, right? I think he was. He was further than that. Jeez. I mean, that's, that's insane. That might have been a sixty or seventy yard touchdown run. I don't know the specifics either. I mean, but... I had to have helped. I mean, whoever has Sam Darnold in fantasy. I mean, I don't know what league you're running with him as your starting quarterback. <laughs> but I mean, it, but I mean, if he was your starter, I mean, good for you. I mean, you really benefited with that one. Yeah. What up? Let's see what the Jets can can do the rest of the season. I mean, they're still winless after yeah. this. I mean, I don't I don't expect much after you know they're after basically the Broncos' third string quarterback at this point, Brett Ripien. He threw three picks, but still managed to get the win. I think they still put up like thirty six points on him. Yeah, that's absurd. It, it was such a bad game last night. I like I said, I didn't even bother tuning in. I don't think a lot of us tuned in. No. But uh, no, I mean, it was just a it was a terrible showing for the Jets. And I mean, I was seeing some early season predictions from them that you know. Uh, one of the things being talked about is 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 Adam Gase going to make it to Halloween being the New York Jets head coach? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think so at this point. It, no. I mean, he 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 has completely lost the team at this point. I mean, Bug Eyes is just like. I mean, he just he doesn't look like he has a grasp on them whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, he comes I, in there. He looks like he's on another freaking planet. I mean, he is just. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, he he failed in Miami, and I, I mean, he just doesn't seem like he's got it. I mean, he can maybe do something in a assistant role, but as a head coach, I don't think he has it. Yeah, 
I mean, he just does not seem to have that leadership whatsoever. And I would just say that, you know, it's probably time for the New York for the New York Jets to move on and, you know, maybe not maybe not move on from the quarterback, but that is something being discussed right now because yeah. uh as it comes down to it, I mean, the New York Jets are probably among probably among if not the worst team in the league at this point. They're I mean, I've been seeing people saying that they're one of the worst assembled football teams that they've seen in recent years. I mean, besides the play of Darnold, there really isn't much to look forward to if you're a Jets fan. Yeah, there, there's absolutely nothing to look forward to if you're a yeah. Jets fan at this point. I mean, it has just been a miserable season. <laughs> miserable. And it, it will continue to be miserable. I mean, and that but that's just what the Jets franchise is. I mean, they haven't been they haven't been, you know, notable in over 50 years. Every time they show a little bit of hope of being not a dying franchise, it it disappears. Yeah, no. Basically, it's as soon as you think they're taking a step forward, they immediately take 15 steps backward. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like and it's like yeah. Oh, we have Darrell Rivas, but we can't do anything with him. Absolutely okay. nothing. And it's just a terrible showing yeah. from from them. I mean, you know, the Mark Sanchez era when was basically, you know, their golden era of the last couple of <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least of the modern era that's where sad. That yeah. is sad. I mean, you know, they made the they made the AFC championship game, I think, twice, but really from the showings that they've had recently, they have not been a consistent franchise, and that is a big problem for the New not York at market. All. Especially especially with the other product there being the Giants, who have also just been a have been miserable. And when we're talking about the Jets a little bit, I think that leads us into the, the next topic, which is Trevor Lawrence. Like you said, right now the Jets are looking like the, the worst team in the league, hopefully going to get the number one overall draft pick. Well, not hopefully if you're a Pats fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Well, but, and, and the reason for that is, you know, if they get the number one draft pick, a lot of people are wondering, I mean, they have a comparable quarterback in Darnold. They feel like they can build a they feel, they feel like they can build a future around this guy. But if they end up landing with the number one pick, do they kind of pull what a what the Arizona Cardinals did and take and you know end up like trading a Josh Rosen and and taking a Kyler Murray? And do you think the Jets probably you know maybe get rid of Sam Darnold, get some get some value for him, and they take on you know the the long haired beauty from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence? Well, if I'm Trevor Lawrence in that situation, I'm staying another year at Clemson. Yeah, no. <laughs> if it comes down to that, I would. I would have to say, you know, I, I would completely agree with you. If Trevor Lawrence, you know, if he gets that notification that, hey, the Jets have, you know, won it, have, you know, won in that department. Run and, it back, coach. Run it back. Yep. I would just go to Dabo. I would just be like, coach, um, let's let's go win another natty. Yeah. I mean, let's just go for it because I am. That's the sad reality of it. I mean, what we're seeing what's happening to Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Um, yeah. I going to happen. I mean, if you're seeing, I mean, if you think what hap, what's happening at Joe Burrow in Cincinnati is bad, I mean, it's only going to be amplified by ten times if um uh, if it's if it's uh, Trevor Lawrence out in uh, New York because it's just going to be the New York market just completely is going to get on top of them. Oh, exactly. And then your computer's low. Uh, just get your charger. Yeah, no, definitely. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. Uh, yeah, no. So we're just uh. I know we had some video problems last time. We're just going to make sure the computer's hooked up uh, via Ethernet, and we're going to make sure everything's going good, hopefully that there's no problems going on this time. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence, it, if he ends up if he ends up knowing that the Jets are would probably be his destination, I would say I would hopefully – I would hope that he just goes running because, I mean, if there's any possibility that he has to be a New York Jet – they have been one of the most miserable and just cursed franchises of this past, you know, I've, I mean, easily of the 2000s. I mean, they have been, you know, just, I mean, maybe the Browns, you could say, have had a worse run in the 2000s. But really, besides that, I can't really think of too many of the teams. And not even just for his career, I think, for his own physical health, too. Oh, my God. He's yeah. going he's gonna to take shot after shot in the pocket. And, he, well, he is a little more mobile than a guy like Joe Burrow. 
he's still going to get. I mean, it's only it's only so much. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's only got to take one linebacker hit when when that lineman just completely fails at a block, and it's going to happen more times than not. Yeah, more times than not. I mean, very bad move if if he wants to go to the league. I mean, it's not a bad move if he wants to go to the league. I completely understand a guy, no, a guy getting one to get paid. The, but yeah, yeah, if he ends up having to be a member of the Jets, that's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough one. Ah, a rough one. Yeah. Speaking of a rough one, I guess our I guess our live videos is having some trouble again. I'm gonna go check that out on Facebook. Make sure, actually, see if we're still running. Uh, it doesn't appears that we are not. If we if you want to restart that, you're more than welcome to. We'll yeah. try to figure that out. You know, we've been having some weird, weird troubles over there. I don't know what's been going on, but we'll try to get that start. We'll try to get that started back up, and hopefully, we'll be running sooner rather than later. Uh, but for those of you who are listening on the radio, yeah, that's the benefit you guys get. Hopefully, you know, we don't have those problems of things cutting out like this. That is the benefit that we do have. And let's see, uh, we're gonna try and get it back. It's not, it's not stellar. <sighs> yeah, for anyone, for anyone wondering, we just got back on. Uh, it's great to have you guys back. Uh, you know, Brian, the Brian internet somehow does it again, even when we're wired in. You know, mm-hmm. it's somehow can't stay stable. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Lots you know, of issues. oh, completely. It's it is ridiculous. Uh, but you know, if if it comes down to it, I would say for you know the Jets who have had who have just been you know tre- tremendously awful this year, and you know if it comes down to it. I'm just going to be completely honest. Trevor Lawrence should either stay at Clemson or he should try to find some other way to, you know, either work out or find another football league to participate in and wait to go to the NFL. Oh, wait to go to the NFL. What are you getting out there? Well, maybe we'll touch on it later yeah, in the maybe show. Maybe a little bit later. Maybe All later right. on the show. Yeah. All right. Also in NFL news, uh, I mean, big, big game coming up this weekend for the New oh, England Patriots. Huge. Oh, it's huge. I mean, you know, it's going to be a rematch, but, you know, we're also going to get to see some new faces going on. Uh, Pat's Chiefs has, for the past couple Pat's years, has Chiefs, been man. has been a tremendous game. Uh, but the big missing piece of this year is going to be Tom Brady. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Brady and Mahomes were having some great matchups when it was going on down, up here in New England. But now we're going to have to see what Cam can do uh, against this Chiefs team. I mean, Mahomes has just been an absolute juggernaut this year. He doesn't seem like he's missed a beat. Uh, the Chiefs really just seem like they're going to run it back and end up winning winning another championship. But uh, what do you think? The how do you think the Pats are going to be able to respond on well, Sunday? I mean, being a Pats fan in this situation, your your hopes really can't be high when you're going into a game against the Chiefs. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that they think that we can beat the Chiefs. They think they will be the only team to beat the Chiefs this year. <laughs> um, I re- I really don't know what the odds of that are. I I don't have high expectations for. For our defense against Mahomes, I don't have high expectations yeah. for any defense against Mahomes. But um, even with a close loss, I think I'll be satisfied after this week. I mean, yeah, if it's if it's similar to a Seattle game, then I feel, then I kind of agree with you. It's gonna be tough though, because I mean, the, if the Chiefs are rolling, they could easily come up and come out and just clap us. I mean, it could be yeah. it could be over before we even know it. Are it they could play in an Arrowhead. I actually don't know. I th- it, that is going to be the big deciding factor because if they are an Arrowhead, they got fans. There's fans, and that's yeah. going to be that's going to be the big deciding factor. So I'll probably a pretty end up, tough stadium to play in. I mean, regardless of who they're playing, the Chiefs are you know the Chiefs are a tough team no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. So I mean, let me check. Uh, let's see. But yeah, I mean, we are at Arrowhead, so that is going to be a tough game. Oh, that yeah. that that completely changes it. Uh, right now, I guess the betting odds have Kansas City by a touchdown. Can't, by a touchdown. Yeah, they got them by seven points. Okay. So that is so that is actually pretty. That actually is a pretty crazy thing to that they have them up by that by that much. I will give them that. Uh, gotta say, I mean, for for the Pats, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy game. It really is. I think we'll see a, a shootout. Yeah. How do you think? Scoring. I mean, how do you think Cam is gonna respond to all of this? 
uh, I'd like to see him come out throwing again. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I mean, he kind of. Re- I mean, uh, the game against the Raiders, he really didn't have too much. Uh, you know, too much of his own flair in, in the game. He really kind of just sat back and let the running backs do the work. I'm exactly. gonna. Yeah. I mean, if the Pats are gonna have any shot at beating the Chiefs, I think Bill is gonna have to, you know, put all his chips in on Cam and hope that he can do something. You got You got to throw some deep bombs on that secondary because that's the threat. Oh yeah, for sure. I think if Cam leaves the pocket, there's there's no way he's not he's not getting attacked instantly. Yeah. No, I mean if that Chiefs defense. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I wonder if the Pats are going to go to a similar attack using the run using running backs in the way they did against uh, Las Vegas. I want to see those receivers get some more action. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I do too. But at the same time, it's just a matter. I think Bill is probably looking at that core and just going, "What receivers?" Yeah. I mean, you you got Edelman, who's always going to be solid for you, but he is in his 30s, and he's pro- and he's honestly at this point maybe one or two shots away. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah. and then you got Nikhil Harry, who who's had his who's had his problem with his hands. Yeah. Uh, you gotta just hope that he can really pull it together and you know be something. Uh, but then the other, but then the other factor is probably just you know how is Cam gonna be able to react to all of it? Is is he gonna be able to put all the pieces together, or is Mahomes just gonna be too much? And I and I'm probably gonna I'm probably at this point leading on the side that Mahomes is just gonna be too much. He's too much for every single team they face. Yeah. It's just. I same. mean, I, I don't think that. I don't think that it's going to be a matter of Andy Reid having a better like day coaching than Bill Belichick, but yeah. I think just talent wise, I, I think I think Pat Mahomes is just going to probably just have a day with that defense. You really don't have very much hope in those receivers. There's not even hope in the receivers. I mean, that Pat's defense they had just multiple guys opt out, and I just don't think that when you have something like that happen, it's going to be a good sign. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if David Andrews is going to be back either, but if he isn't, then that's going to be some other problems at What's center. With be- him thumb. Uh, yeah, I think it was a broken. I think it was a broken thumb on his snapping hand. So if he's not back, that's gonna be some. That's gonna be some weaknesses on the line. I know that. I forget who was covering. I know they slid Tooney over to center, mm-hmm. but I forget when they did that. I forget who they put there, but I think. But it was a rookie, but and I think he was a special teamer. But from what I remember, I think he struggled uh, in Sunday's game against the Raiders. Okay. So if that's the case, then you know you could put on you could put like Chris Jones and some of those guys, and. You know, even though the Chiefs do have a weak defense, they do have uh, some solid guys up front that could make some uh, problems. Definitely. So that is an issue, and if the Pats can't find out a way to stop that, then the, then at that point you both you have both the offense and the defense compromised, and you really don't have a shot at that point. Yeah, but if you're Mahomes in this game, you got to come out confident, and you got to oh, yeah. get that momentum because that's that's how the Chiefs play. Once they get that momentum, especially at home. Yeah. Over well, that's not a problem though for Mahomes. I mean, he's always going to come out with yeah. that confidence. I mean, that's not going to be something that's ever that he's ever kind of like not ha- having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's always going to have that confidence. Yep. I mean, and unless something really, unless something really tragic happens, an injury could do that. <laughs> uh, a real, you know, a real devastating loss could do that. But he doesn't seem shaken. And I think he's going to come out, and I think he's going to have himself a game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see him against. Uh, Against Cam Newton and not Tom Brady, that's a first. Yeah, that's gonna be first of many matchups, I think. You, you think so? Yeah, I think so. Well, that well, that's gonna raise the question of whether you think that Cam's gonna be staying in New England. Oh, that answers the question. Really? Yeah. You you don't think that Bill's just gonna be using him as a one year rental? Well, what's the point if he's playing well? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could say that he is trying to basically work up Stidham. Mm, I haven't heard too much of Stidham's name. I get that, but at the same time. <sighs> I'm almost thinking, you know, the the way that the way that Bill that Bell has 
been, you know, aggressively running Cam, I do wonder, is Bill just going to say, yeah, we're yeah. just going to run this guy into the ground and, you know, whatever happens, happens. And if we can get a chip out of it, you know, or do whatever we can with them, we'll take it. I think, I think Cam's a hardworking guy and that's, and that's what Belichick looks for the most in, in a lot of his players. Yeah. If, I, he, if he, conti- if he wants to continue showing that throughout prior seasons, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, y- you could definitely make a case for that. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be tough. I mean, if if Bill is running him as aggressively as this, I just don't know the durability factor, you know, years down the line if Bill is to give him an extension. Mm-hmm. So that is the trouble I see with that. Uh, also in NFL news, we saw, we saw you know, a pretty crazy uh, storyline emerging. I think we talked about it on Wednesday's show a little bit. Uh, but the Steelers-Titans game has been rescheduled to a later date in the season. I think Monday and Tuesday were, were options about that. We were joking about Tuesday Night Football. Uh, I don't know if anything's really happening yet, but I think they just said it's going to be put at a later time of the season. Yeah. And basically, you know, really any, really everything is just up in the air. Up in the air. We never know. Yeah, no, I mean, to think that, you know, basically one case like this could shut down an entire week's worth of games, and that's going to have an incredible impact on the way that, on the way that, you know, the weeks are going to be run in the NFL. I mean, if you think about it, uh, you know, I think I talked about this during Wednesday's show as well, but in baseball, even though they had a shorter season, they were able to, even when guys get sick and you have to postpone games, you can make up games in a shorter span of time. You can have double headers. You can do like that. Mm-hmm. You can't have a double header in football. No way. It's basically just it. It it's would an be entire addition to the schedule. Oh my god! I mean, it's it would completely just decimate a team if you have if you had to play games in such a short span. I mean, you know that Sunday to Thursday night game is a grind for guys, and that really takes a toll on on teams. So I mean, I can't imagine what it's going to be like for these guys to have to kind of adjust and probably have to you know really play on short rest. Are they saying anything about when they're rescheduling it to? Not sure as of yet. Uh, I know in I, I know in, in the fantasy world, I think they just said that basically it's going to act as a bye week for the guys, but uh, really nothing I'm too sure of right now. Okay. All yeah. Right. So whenever they do get manage to get the game going, it is going to, you know, hopefully, hopefully it goes off without a hitch. But uh, if this starts to become a trend for the rest of the league, I think that we're in some yeah. serious trouble. And if you're the NFL in this situation, this is not good. Oh, no, not not, good. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, that's not a good look on your part. But I, I mean, if, if this starts to become the normal for the NFL, then I think there's going to be a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, I get at this point, like, if we want sports, it's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to see it, but... You don't you want to take, you want to do everything in your power to get rid of something like this? Yeah, and I mean, if if these guys are coming down with COVID, it's it obviously is very serious, and you know you hope that everything can you know resolve itself quickly. But really, we don't know because this is still a new virus, and we really just don't know what what impact this is going to have. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, actually transitioning from that, uh, basically from the Steelers COVID Steelers Titans COVID uh, game, you know, there's also some new rules and regulations that have been rolled out by the NFL. I don't know if you kind of saw those, uh, but basically the NFL is putting forward some, uh, basically some new guidelines saying that if that basically saying, if coaches don't uh, adhere to these new COVID guidelines, there's going to be some, you know, harsh penalties, possibly suspensions, forfeiture of draft picks are on the table uh, for basically not wearing masks or social distancing on the sidelines. I know that guys like John Gruden have been scrutinized for it. Uh, Just dip, multitudes of different coaches have kind of faced scrutiny for, you know, not for not wearing masks, not socially distancing uh, when they're not on the field to play. Uh, do you think that this is kind of harsh for the league? I just don't want to see the penalties too high. I completely yeah. agree with it because you got to prove your point and you got to make sure people are following the restrictions. But I don't want the penalty. Like you were, you were talking about draft picks. 
Yeah, really. th- th- that's starting to get absurd because then because now you're impacting the future of the future of the team even after a pandemic. Nah, you don't like to see something like that. No, and I no mean, I, I I honestly think that the league is completely being hypocritical because they have these because they're putting fo- they're putting forth these guidelines where they're gonna have players going fo- going for it and just hitting the and hitting players on the field. They're gonna be breathing on it, on each other the the entire game. But then when the game ends, they're not allowed to do a jersey swap. And I'm just like I'm just like you you were touching the other guy the entire game. What changes when the whistle blows? Exactly. Nothing. Nothing changes when that when that Absolutely final. Absolutely nothing. No. So, I mean, there's just a ton of hypocrisy going on, and I think that the NFL has to realize that. I know that they're probably just covering themselves and trying to save face through this, but, I mean, it is ridiculous. You'd think the coaches would be a little more motivated to wear the masks, too, because they cover your lips. Yeah. You see coaches all the time covering their lips so that nobody can read their lips. Yeah, no, I mean, true. You, you usually do see guys with a, worry about you, that. Tr- you do usually see guys with a clipboard kind of holding it up and yeah. basically trying to hide calls. That is kind of a way of hiding that, but, you know... It, Basically, these guys have been do these guys have been coaches and these players have been playing yeah. for ages. You know, bef- way before this pandemic has even you know been in the forethoughts of our mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, if if they're being told that they have to do something that they don't really feel that is gonna you know benefit them in a game, then they're probably not gonna do it. No, you're right. And it's probably just habit at this point more than anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I think that the NFL is going a little harsh here, and I don't think that these penalties really make sense, especially with the way that other guidelines have been put forth by the league. Even the fines that that John Gruden got, that one, how much was that? I think it was like a hundred k. Probably, yeah. That that's still ridiculous in my yeah. opinion. I mean, at the same time, John Gruden, I think, is on a ten-year, hundred million dollar contract, so for him, he's probably just chilling. Pocket change, but yeah. still. I mean, that is crazy though to think that, you know, I don't know. It's it's just a crazy thing to think about Definitely. yeah all right let's shift over to nba why don't we yeah so uh we got the finals uh game two kind of coming up lakers heat mm-hmm. uh you know la really kind of just handed it to miami in game one oh, yeah. uh really wasn't too much of a game i mean i know miami was up er- way early in the game but really once lebron and ad got going there really wasn't much to do you know stopping them yeah uh, I mean, AD looked unstoppable. Oh, my God. I mean, you got game two coming up. Uh, p- point guard Goran Dragic and center Bam Adebayo are both doubtful for this game. Uh, you know, worst possible case scenario for the Heat here. Uh, you know, you, you'd like to think that they could put up much of a fight, but if this is going to be the reality in which they're in which they're dealing with, uh, you know, the po- I, I think the possibility of a sweep could be on the table. Oh, definitely. I'm going to have to agree with you there because once the injuries start happening, yeah, I mean, they were doing really solid in the bubble so far, but if these injuries start to really keep up the way that they have, you know, that, I don't know, it's not going to be good. Not going to be good. No. Uh, you know, if if it does come down to it, you know, I'm trying to think. I, th- I think the point in game one that where the Heat lost all momentum was actually when Bam out of bio got injured. Yeah. I saw that shoulder injury looked absolutely nasty. He hit the floor pretty, pretty hard, and, um, he left the game, and it was like the Heat flipped the switch. They're a completely different team. Yeah, it was I mean, the only thing somewhat guarding LeBron and AD. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, the the Heat do kind of have a smaller lineup out there. Yeah, uh, it's really just not really. You never just really not, notice it until they're actually playing against a team like the Lakers. Yeah, and especially when they look especially big when, against the Celtics. Especially when yeah, well, the Celtics yeah, have Daniel Tice exactly. down there, and that and he's not a big man whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we that's a completely completely different discussion about the way the Celtics completely. Just couldn't find a big man. It, it is hilarious seeing Duncan Robinson <laughs> standing next to Anthony Davis, though. That oh, makes geez. me laugh. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, it is going to be a real tough one for the Heat, especially because now they don't have a guy that can guard these guys, <laughs> you know, and be a, be a formidable, formidable matchup. Uh, I'm just trying to think how the Heat are going to be able to attack this now. There's no way. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's just going to be... You I think, think they realize that? Maybe a little bit? I don't think Jimmy Butler is going to let them realize that no with, with the way he leads that team, but yeah. I could definitely see if, they're, if there are some guys in there just doubting it, just being like, we're done for. <laughs> Even Jimmy Butler came out of the game for a little bit. It looked like he sprained, sprained something in his knee. Really? But it... It wasn't that bad. All as right. soon as it happened, we all thought, "Oh, that's a torn ACL." But and was, and probably it. everyone else was was thinking, "Well, series, <laughs> yeah, series Th- that's but, series." Yeah, but uh, there goes Bam. Ah, oh, there goes Dragic. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were saying, "Wow, Jimmy Butler has really been doing it so far." And you know, I'll give Jimmy Butler a lot of credit. He got through a lot. He got through basically every team in the East. I mean, he really just had it. Had himself a series. Uh, but you know, is this going to kind of raise, raise the question just be like, does Jimmy Butler need more to really, you know, be successful? Is he, is he the guy or does he need another person to, you know, really help him lead and, you know, someone basically on his level. And I think that's, I think that is becoming more apparent, uh, as the days go on. I, I do see that, that question arising from this series, but, uh, who do you think the heat could, uh, could acquire? One, well, one name, very long name, uh, miss, one Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo wow. <laughs> could head to the Miami Heat. That's I mean, doubtful. Game changer, I'm just saying. Game changer, but very doubtful. Hey, listen, the Heat have a lot of prospects. No, they do, but after the whole thing that happened with Giannis and the and the Bucks owner, I, I don't see it happening. I don't know. I would... If the, if they could land a That'd guy be like incredible, him, oh, I mean, but... obviously, I mean that that's a dream scenario. So I'm, yeah. I'm I know I'm talking like I know I'm talking like I'm crazy, but that is the dream scenario for for the Heat to land a guy like that. Yeah, but uh, it's crazy to think that you know the Heat, you know they had such an incredible run, but the fact that LeBron and AD are, are just gonna simply be too the fact much. That they exist and that they are playing basketball, it doesn't matter. No, it's. It's just unfortunate because you look at it and it and it's like wow you know these teams have so much hope going on and it's then it's just a basically a dead smack and it's just like wow that's reality. It is it is pretty disappointing, but that's probably that's probably what uh being a team of any other fan during the past few years of the NFL is like. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, or <laughs> it's almost similar to the way the Warriors were kind of running the league, mm-hmm. where it's just like where it's like. You know, where basically teams in the West were like, we have a shot, we have a shot, and then it's basically like, oh no, Steph and Clay, and even when KD got there, it was like, oh wow, it's over, it it's it is matter. it is a wrap. Even Super when deep. even when KD was hurt, yeah. it was still a wrap. <laughs> so to think about that, just in in the way that it happened, I mean, it's just insane. So do you think the Lakers are that next Warriors type team? I think so. I mean, it's it's unfortunate from it's unfortunate coming from a Celtics fan, but I have no reason to believe that they aren't. I mean, they have they have completely just been a juggernaut as of late. I won I wanted to I wanted to be the Clippers in this final so bad, but they really just couldn't pull together and have that team chemistry. They really they were reeling throughout the playoffs, yeah. and you know that that's why Doc Rivers is out as the head coach there now. But I mean, if you're if you're the Clippers, who's to say that? Well, they were the two seed all season. They, yeah, they beat the Lakers a few times during the regular season. Yeah, who's to say if you're the Clippers, you can't come out next year and keep doing the same thing i mean there's nothing there's nothing that really says Different that circumstances i mean you're not you're not living in uh in the bubble i mean yeah but yeah. at the same time i feel like a lot of players are probably just going to be wondering well at the same time we have we also fired our head coach and you know there's probably i i knew that uh i don't know if you remember that when paul george basically called the guys into the locker room 
And he was, he was like, hey, guys, let's all come back next year. We'll win a chip. And I guess that didn't play well in the locker room at all. I guess they kind of looked at him like it, like he was basically just a joke no, be, because yeah. of the way that he just completely melted down the playoffs. Yeah, and that, that showed in the bubble. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be tough to, I think, for the Clippers to probably come back and be as, be as good as they were this year. Even being the two seed, I think that they'll probably have some slip-ups. But I don't know. How, how much longer do you think Kawhi has in – Oh, he'll oh he'll finish the contract. I'm not worried about that. How long is his contract? I believe four years. Four years. He'll he'll make okay. it through the contract. He'll yeah. be yeah. I'm not worried about that. But I just but I'm just wondering, you know, and I'm not worried about them not making the playoffs. Obviously, they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to be a decent because they team. do have Kawhi. Yeah, and they have Paul George, yeah. and they're and you know and they're a loaded team, and I they will you know compete. But I'm just wondering, you know, how is that? How is the chemistry of of everything that basically transpired in the bubble going to affect them? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll have to see next season. It's going to be interesting. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but basically, Kyrie Irving went on a podcast and and basically said that uh, now that he's going to have KD in these later season games, he's finally going to have someone to defer to in late game situations. <laughs> and everyone immediately went went, "Whoa, dude! Didn't you play with LeBron James? <laughs> didn't you win? Didn't you help him win a finals?" And I'm just like, I'm like. You know, from a guy who's just a flat earther and, you know, he's been, you know, completely out there anyways. Uh, I'm not surprised that he'd say something this dumb. Yeah. I mean, I guess he did come out and, and try to clarify and say, and say, hey, listen. That's our th- vice president of the Players Association right there. Oh, yeah, no. And, um, and you know, that just says something about where the Players Association is at. And, yeah. and that doesn't surprise me, whatever. And I guess he did try to come out and clarify and try to smooth things over and say, and say like, oh, you guys know what I meant. But at the same time, I'm just like, Kyrie. You played with a guy who's arguably the second greatest basketball player of all, all time. Some people make the some people make the claim for him being the greatest, and I'm just like, you say you don't have anyone to to you know di- to dish to basically ditch the ball to in late game situations. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Maybe that was more of a shot at the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, I ha- I ha- you have to imagine. I yeah. mean, it has to be a slight at the Celtics, but I'm just like, but I'm like, dude, you know, and you weren't you weren't drafted in Boston. You had a career in Cleveland. Maybe yeah. whether you want to admit it or not, and whether it. And whether you want to admit that it ended poorly or not, you did have a career out there. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the heck? Yeah. Nah. It was that th- that quote just made that quote just made me laugh, and I thought it was almost more of, more of a meme than anything. Yeah. Kyrie, I was like, Kyrie's not either of our favorite people. Oh no, correct? I mean, and you know, you can make arguments about that before he even got to Boston. I mean, yeah. he he's been an out there guy from the beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you have the flat Earth conspiracies. You have all the stuff about him. Even when he was in Boston, he said that he promised he was going to resign. But then the next, but then that offseason, he basically just completely went against yeah. that. Uh, you know, the guy has just been controversial. You know, ever since at least he got to Boston, and probably even beforehand. I'm not uh, even going to lie to you. I didn't really even see the the controversy behind Kyrie Irving until that whole drama went down when he left Boston. Oh, uh, I mean, it just got it. It went downhill so quick, and I think yeah. Danny Ainge was just completely blindsided by everything my that happened on him. I mean, yeah, he's not he's not a classy person. Oh no! I mean, not I don't. In my opinion, I mean the way he handled himself leaving Boston, I don't yep. think whatsoever. No way. Yeah. There's no signs. I mean, it was just a. I mean, I'm just like, dude. Can you not? Can you be more self-aware? I'm. I'm like, dude. It's just. It's frustrating because he is. He's a very talented player. He's a very good player. But I'm just like, dude. Can you not? Can you just realize that you know you played with one of the greatest of all time? I just don't get it. Yeah. So that that did make me kind of that did have me on edge, and I was just like, 
I'm like, this guy is just so... Nobody disrespects LeBron James like that. Yeah, but then he calls LeBron his buddy, and when he was in, having troubles in Boston, he ended up calling him and was like saying, and was talking about, like, uh, you know, the problems he was having leading the team. And I'm just like, it was so frustrating seeing all of it. Yeah. I, I just don't understand how, how all of that transpired. It was crazy to me. He's... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that guy. Yeah, it, it has been just a weird... He has just been... A, a weird factor in the league ever since he's gotten here. Yeah. And, you know, with each team he's gone to, the the things he said have just probably gotten weirder. I can't I can't really think any. Mm-hmm. I, You know, I mean, he probably said some really dumb stuff in Boston, but I really can't think of too much besides just the lying and all the, you know, all the controversies he stirred up with the younger guys. Yeah. So, but, you know, just has been a completely, com- completely, you know, just a mess. Toxic player. Ugh, it's just, it is insane to me. Uh, let's try to let's try to transition to something maybe a little lighter. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the Philadelphia 76ers, We were talking about who are they who are they going to hire as the head coach for so long. We had we had talked about Ty Lue be, thinking that it was actually the case, and we said this was a terrible terrible move for them. We speculated Billy Donovan because uh, he had worked with superstars in the past. Uh, but the but the but the decision was made official that they are going to sign Doc Rivers to a five year contract. I think we talked about it briefly on Wednesday's show. What are your thoughts? Oh man, I really, I don't like it. Really, I don't like it. What? As as I don't think f- it's a good fit for Doc Rivers. At the same time, though, where do you think Doc's going to go? I mean, looking back on it, there's not there's not too many other places he can go. Yeah. But I really don't see success in the future. Really? Yeah. How come? So, you look, you look at the st- the 76ers play style, and you look at how J- Doc Rivers needs to transition from coaching the, the Los Angeles Clippers to the 76ers. The 76ers play primarily through Ben Simmons and primarily through Joel Embiid. Yeah. They can't shoot. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard can shoot. I get it, but at he, the same, he doesn't have the weapons in Philadelphia that he that he had in L.A. I mean, I get it, but Doc Rivers is also a, is also a, a coach who really just works primarily with superstars. That's really kind of what his M.O. is. I think that I think that he'll be fine. I I, I really do. I think that he'll be fine, but I don't see I don't see success for the 76ers whatsoever. I think he'll be. I think he'll uh, lead them to more success than Brett Brown would have. I mean, Brett, Brett Brown was uh, Brett Brown was the process coach in an absolute. In an absolutely stacked Eastern Conference next year, I think they'll put up more of a fight. I think they're they're still a five or six seed. Yeah, I th- I think they'll probably make the jump. Really? Yeah, I think they'll probably they be... replace in Boston. If things go well, then there's a shot. Okay. I mean, there's I I say it's on the table if if every if they start to click. Uh, I mean, Doc Rivers is probably the guy who's. I mean, I I really did like the move because I think that you know they needed a guy who. The Sixers really needed a guy who's worked with superstars in the past. Doc Rivers is that guy. He's done it on multiple occasions mm-hmm. with Lob City with the 2008 Celtics. Yep. So he has been able to work with superstars. He has been able to get uh, relative success uh, more more at the beginning of his career than now. I mean, you know, the Clippers really couldn't make it past the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but I am but I am interested to see how he is going to work with these with these new guys. Is he going to be able to you know take the Sixers to the next level? Uh, I mean, I do have my concerns. I mean. Like you said, the shooting is gonna be a, is definitely gonna be a huge issue. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ben Simmons, I think at this point still hasn't made five threes in his entire life. No way. So I mean, to think to think that it's gonna completely change overnight, I'm not 100 percent certain on that. But I do think he is gonna you know lead the lead the Sixers to be better off than they were with Brett Brown. 
I do. I think that Brett Brown... Uh, I see what you're saying when you say that Doc Rivers primarily works best with superstars. He's shown that a little bit in the past, but... Um, I mean, in terms I, and, of superstars and from what in I can, LA, you couldn't do too much. Yeah, from what I can tell, though, the one thing that he does seem to pose is that he can, you know, is that I guess he can, you know, get at least the the personalities in check. I don't know how much the personality problem is is an issue in Philly, but when you have when you have guys that are at the top of their game, it's always going to be you know a factor. Definitely. So if you know Doc can get these guys in check, that's going to be you know the number one you know thing, gotcha. I think. Yeah. And if they're all clicking, then you know then then I truly do think you can get the best out of these guys. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, you know, I, I was going to maybe hold off on this until the finals were over. Uh, but, you know, the, the, you know, the NBA playoffs are finally coming to an end in the Orlando bubble. I was just wondering if – I was just kind of wondering on your opinion of basically the bubble in general. Like, what has your take been from just the entire, you know, experience of it? Well, at the beginning, I obviously thought that the NBA was doing it best. You know, they, they had these extreme restrictions. Uh, player, players are getting fined and suspended for, for doing regular everyday things yeah. they were doing before. Ordering a pizza. Yeah. So up until the Lou, NFL Lou, – Lou will go to get chicken tenders. Exactly. Chicken tenders. Yeah. yeah. So up until the NFL started and I saw how that, that whole thing kind of works, I completely disagree with the NBA bubble now. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I think it might have been it might have been good for the time when it started, but as time progressed, I think the restrictions should have gotten lesser and lesser because you look at one, you look at one league, the NFL, who's notorious for treating their players poorly. Oh yeah. And these players are able to live their regular lives with minimal restrictions. And the NBA players were, were shipped to Orlando and lived in a bubble for four months. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I will say, I mean, I think that, I think that there are good sides and bad sides to both leagues. I mean, the NFL probably has five times the amount of players than the. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, the the NFL is going to have problems with. I mean, you're seeing the Steelers and Titans now having COVID problems. That's true. So, I mean, it is tough because I would say but if are I if we I had, say if, that just pretending that there were no COVID issues in the NBA. No, but with the with the plus side of it was that you know they were waiting until. You know, they basically waited until everyone tested negative before they did anything. Okay. And that was, you know, the big thing for for them is, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure like once everyone tested negative, they were pretty much able to live normal lives down there. Yeah, yeah. I think and I think they were able to be without masks. Uh, I don't think they had to social distance or anything like that. You know, once everything was broken. And I mean, that's kind of the dream scenario when you're down there. I yeah. mean, if you don't have to like. Once, it's, it's still just it's a change of scenery and it affects all players differently. Yeah, I I will say this. I know I know a lot of people have been fans of the of kind of the stadium like uh, design of it. One thing I really wish they had done for the NBA Finals though, though is I do wish they had you know done the I wish they had you know done the home team and had done the uh, courts for the home team. Yeah, I think that I mean. I get that. I get the idea of doing it for the preliminary rounds of the playoffs and kind of just showing that, hey, this is the bubble. Uh, we're gonna have the giant NBA logo in the center. But I do wish that you know, as it got as it got further on, I mean, I think that they do have two separate you know centers where they where they uh, do the games at least. So I'm just one. So I kind of just wish that you know, if they had done that, they could have had one court with the Heat with the you know the Heat hardwood, and they could have had another court with the Lakers. And wherever they had to play that night, they would just go to that arena, and it would have probably. And I think that it just would have made the. If, I think the finals would have looked more normal, no, and I right. think the fans would have appreciated it more. Yeah, they definitely do a lot to simulate that that home court advantage, but 
you could have done more. Yeah, I mean those I, digital those digital logos and ads irritate me though. Really? Yeah, because they're all fuzzy most of the time. They don't look good. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean the digital fans to me, it is still a trippy experience. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm iffy on that. Yeah. It's it's fine, but at the same much. time, yeah, I I kind of agree. I think that they I think I think they did the best they could in, in the time that they had. So I'll give them that. Yeah, they made the most of it. Yeah, I I do agree though. If if it had become possible for them to play, you know, in in their in cities when it got down to it, that would have been awesome. But I think when I think when this whole thing hit, I think they just had to say, you know, if we if we do it, we have to bubble it. Yeah. So it is tough. It's but, hard to believe it's already coming to the end of it too. Like we blinked and it's October. Yeah. The NBA's <laughs> coming to a close. MLB soon. NHL's done, and now it's, we got football. The NBA is coming to a close in October. A statement I thought I would yeah, never say. Yeah, I mean, what a weird thing to say. I mean, just to think. Oh, the NBA is over when it typically would be starting. Yeah, typically would be starting. And yeah, and you know, now. and really the question is in the air of when are we going to see you know the next season of NBA basketball? It really still is up in the air. Is it going to be January? Is it going to be Christmas? You know, how long are these players going to have off before before Adam Silver says, you know what, guys, it's time to get back to work for another eighty-two? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and how are they going to do it when it gets back to work? Are they going to just say, hey, we're going to do this in hometowns this time? Or are they going to try to like do another? mega bubble again oh i don't like the idea of that mega bubble i don't either i think like i said before up against these other sports leagues like the nfl like won't do well yeah i mean i agree at the same time though it it will kind of be weird i think if if you're just seeing these guys basically just hitting shots in open arenas yeah. uh, as opposed to this more closed bubble setting yep. so i'm not saying i'd be opposed to a mega bubble but, but at the same time i think that you know the closer the quicker we can get back to playing in the home stadiums, the better. I really do think so. I also just think the players shouldn't shouldn't really have to go through that again. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, there's a chance that I think there have been some aspects of it they've, that they enjoyed. I mean, yeah, I know, I know, uh, Paul. I know Paul George was posting pictures of him fishing down there, yeah. and you know, some guys were having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But at the same time, I think if you had to, if you had to ask players, would you do it again? I think the answer would probably be uh, would probably be a tremendous no amongst the crowd. Yeah, at least at least make an attempt to return to normal. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a speaking of a return to normal, uh, let's transition to MLB before we end up, you know, going down the wire and talking about some last minute stuff. Uh, in MLB news, uh, uh, some pretty positive news seems to be coming out that you know, Major League Baseball, when it comes to the World Series and NLCS at and the NLCS at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, uh, that's going to be the field that hosts the National League Championship Series and the World Series. Uh, the reports are coming out that they're going to allow a limited number of fans for each game at that stadium. Uh, I guess it's going to be roughly around 11,500 tickets are going to be sold okay. and that for the state for that stadium's capacity it's around 28% and cuz I guess the stadium typically sits about 44,000. Wow. Uh but you know this is great news for baseball if they can get this if they can get all these fans in have it be socially distanced and you know have a have a you know have a crowd for the playoffs that'd be awesome news. That would be awesome. I like that they're at least attempting. Yeah, cuz I know they are for the wild card rounds, they did do it at home stadiums, but for these next upcoming rounds, they are going to be doing it in a bubble. Uh, I know San Diego's among one of the one among one of the places. I'm not too sure about all the other locations, but they're doing it. But they're going to have the AL teams playing in NL stadiums to avoid any home team advantage. If say like a team, you know, in one of those stadiums had you know made the playoffs, they're not going to be able to play in that stadium just to avoid any. Wow, that's any kind. smart. Yeah, that's so smart. so basically, you know, how the Padres, uh, if like one of the stadiums that's going to be used for the playoff series is the San Diego Padres. The Padres are going to be playing in an American League stadium to avoid any home team advantage yep. because that they would have. Actually, I think the 
are, are the Padres still in it? I'm not entirely sure, but in, but theoretically in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, but that's the case with that. Uh, I think that it's a good move. I, I would love to see fans in, fans in the stadiums, especially for the World Series. Uh, not having fans and not having fans there would be a really weird sight to see. I'm yeah, not, not I'm not trying to see the World Series champion <laughs> yeah. champions uh, pile on top of each other in front of a bunch of cardboard cutouts. I'd like to see some fans, you know, really passionate about it. Yeah, I mean, get some crowd noise in there too. Yeah, I am. I am gonna. I am kind of uh, wondering though, how where are they going to get these fans from? Are they going to fly them in? Is it going to be like a ticket contest? Or are they just going to take local Texans? Oh man, I didn't. E- I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so I am wondering what they're gonna do for that. Yeah. Is there gonna be like some fan experience? I mean, there'll probably be something, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I, I bet you they're just gonna sell them to guys at the door. Probably. And you know what? I don't really care. Whoever you can get in there, good for you. I mean, that doesn't seem like the most effective way to get like the true fans, though. You know, I think MLB is just trying to trying to put trying out to a product. I, I think profit, they're just try- yeah. they're just trying to get anyone in there, yeah. and they're just trying to make the product look as normal look as normal as possible. That's and right. you know what? Let's just hope for the best if so they can do it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, also in MLB playoff news, uh, Houston Astros shortstop Carlos Correa, after they beat the Minnesota Twins, uh, he basically went on TV and said, I know a lot of people are mad. I know a lot of people didn't want to see us here, but what are they going to say to us now? Uh, the Houston, And that comes after the Houston Astros uh, made the playoffs for the first time. Uh, they were a franchise making a f- – they're, they're the first franchise ever, cor- I'll correct myself, to make the playoffs with a losing record. They were 29-31, and 31, and they finished off the Minnesota Twins, who in their last 18 playoff games have been 0-18. The last playoff win that they had was in 2004 against the Yankees. Wow. So, you know, Carlos Correa, you, I'll give it – I'll uh, congratulations for winning the wild card round, but – you know, not too impressive. I'm not really, <laughs> not really impressed with the. Yeah, he's gonna have to do a little more than a little more, himself. especially after, you know. One thing I will say, you know, the teams that have come through controversies like this, you can look at the Patriots and stuff like that. You know, you know, th- when they they did win the chip after the Deflate Gate scandal, you know, en- ended up happening. But I don't think that their players coming out flaunting, basically just saying, "Yeah, look at us now, look at us now." It was just like, it's "Hey, not smart." It's no, not smart. you do it when you win the whole damn thing yeah no you're right yeah. so i'm it just was it was a complete just like it completely just had me as like what the heck are you guys doing it's so hypocritical oh my god uh you know and i think and then also uh i didn't have this in our notes but the miami marlins and did end up beating the chicago cubs in the nl wild card series yeah. and you know they're Keep wearing that jersey and they are moving on to they're moving on to the nlds against the braves they are still undefeated in they're still undefeated in playoff matchups in their franchise history. So they've still never lost a playoff series in their history. Wow, which is crazy to think of. So you know what, Marlins for World Series champs. I'm gonna have to agree with you there. I mean, go for it. I yeah. mean, there's that there's probably no shot that they do it, but <laughs> you know what, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I am 100 percent here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before we end up going down to the wire. Uh, we were we were you know hinting at this earlier in the yep. show, and you know you know Carter came onto the show originally as our XFL guru. Sir, uh, you know, and there is some positive news for you XFL fans out there. As Dwayne the Rock Johnson recently put out a tweet saying that the XFL plans to return in the year twenty twenty two. Realistically, that's that's a little over a year away. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I wouldn't consider that two years. We're almost at the end of. 20. Yeah, true. Uh, That's you, not that long. What are your thoughts on the XFL possibly coming back? On the XFL now coming back? I love it, man. I mean, 
we we talk all the time about how much I praise the the XFL. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it gives the players a, an alternative method to continue their football career with not very many, you know, restrictions, not too much pressure. You you kind of you do your own thing in the XFL, and if you're lucky, you'll get an opportunity in the in the big league, the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it, it also was fun. I mean, when we were watching it, seeing a spring college, not not college football league, but a, a spring professional football league, that was a ton of fun seeing. It was, yeah. I mean, it is crazy to think, you know, if the St. Louis Battlehawks are back in full force, I hope so. you know, go go Battlehawks. Uh, I'm I'm also wondering if there are going to be some new locations that end up getting teams. That'll be something that will definitely be, you know, at the front of my mind. Yeah. Uh, trying to think, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy to think what players possibly will end up will probably end up, you know, going to the league. There are two XFL players in the NFL right now. Who are those again? Uh, Jordan Tayamu is a backup for the Chiefs. Oh, I remember Tayamu. Yeah, and, he was uh, really solid. I forget the name, but uh, the quarterback for the the Houston Roughnecks is the backup on the Panthers. Really? Yeah. That is crazy to think that. You know, I mean, you know, good for those guys. Yeah. That I is mean, awesome. They made the most of that that not even one year. That yeah. The XFL literally, was a thing. literally five they games. Really made the most of that that shot, and look at them. I mean, that's awesome for those guys. I can't yeah. be happier for them. I mean, that is crazy. Especially Tayamu being a uh, St. Luke's Battlehawks oh, I mean, man myself. I mean, the guy was a stud. I mean, he just went out there and performed performed yeah. basically as basically every every game. I mean, he, he was really solid for him. Definitely. Uh, but it is currently 7.54, almost 7.55. I think it is about time. We are down to the wire. We are officially down to the wire, which means that we are going to go through everything we talked about in this past hour and just do a quick little run-through for you guys before we end up signing off for the weekend. Uh, in, F- in NFL news, uh, the New York Jets are a train wreck. Absolute train wreck. I mean, ha- had a terrible, you know, f- for what the game was, you know, against the Broncos, uh, backup, basically third-string quarterback at this point, Brett Rippian, three, three picks, but... The Jets still, but they still ended up man, man, ugh, managing to beat the Jets. Uh, you know, New York is in a heat of trouble. Oh, definitely. You know, complete there mess. Is not, not a bright future for that franchise whatsoever. Oh my god! I don't think there ever really will be either. And when we were looking at that, we were basically saying, you know, Adam Gase had lost the team, and you know, one of the one of the hopes that we were talking about right now would be drafting quarterback Trevor Lawrence. And where, and if he is, and if the Jets are in that pick, we are urging. Trevor Lawrence to stay at Clemson and not go to that garbage franchise and ruin your career. So if you're the New York Jets, be kind. Don't waste this man's career. Please, Please don't. Please I mean, don't. you have a decent quarterback in Darnold. Let's yeah. see. Let's let's Take see what the you, most of it, man. Yeah, Come on. let's see what he can do. Let's yeah. let's hope that Trevor Lawrence can go to a team that actually loves him. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's yeah. it it'll be really tragic if Trevor Lawrence has to go through that much of a struggle in his early years. So I don't want to see that happen. Yeah. So if he, if Debo has to run it back with Trevor for one more year, I don't think he'll be disappointed one one bit. Yeah. Uh, and we also talked about uh, week four preview of Pats versus Chiefs. Uh, it's gonna be a re- this is gonna be the real test for the Pats. I mean, you know they they put up a good fight against the Seahawks. If they can do something similar against the Chiefs here, you know that'll be something to really say uh, they're, that they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. But uh, you know they did end up losing to that to that Seahawks team, and they are gonna have to you know officially say. They are going to have to, you know, win a game like this. Yeah. So this is, going into this week, if you're the Patriots, you gotta, you gotta have that confidence that Mahomes has because if you don't, 
that momentum is going to run all over you. And a th- and a three and one start to a season is much is is a world's different than a th- than a two and two. Yeah, it just makes all that much difference. Mm-hmm. And you know it it's crazy to think that it's only one game, but it completely changes the dynamic of a season. What what a tough schedule like to start off. Though. It's not even to start off. The Pats have the hardest ranked schedule in football this yeah, year. No, uh, two away games: the Chiefs and the Seahawks. That's rough. <sighs> Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough one uh, season. It's gonna be a rough one season wise for the Pats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hopefully they can make it through, but it's gonna be a crazy. So far, making the most of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've been able to they able they were able to take down Derek Carr uh, pretty soundly. Uh, you know, ha- had a good tune up game against Miami to start the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering how they're gonna be able to really you know really you know perform going forward. Let's hope it's well. Yeah, let's hope Camp can really come out there and give it to him. Uh, we also talked about the Steelers and Titans game being rescheduled to a later date in the season due to multiple COVID tests. I think two more players came out testing positive today. Uh, so things so things in those organizations are, you know, not looking too great right now. Uh, if this starts to become the norm in the NFL, I would definitely say the season's in jeopardy. I hope that the NFL can, you know, get a get a lid on this pretty quickly. Oh, they really need to be able to. Oh, my God. It, if it gets bad, then, you know, we are in some serious mm-hmm. trouble. Uh, we also talked. Also in NFL news, we talked about the new mask penalties that yeah. the NFL is putting forward. Uh, possible penalties include forfeiture of draft picks and suspensions. Uh, I mean, we were talking about this. I think that, you know, the NFL does need to cover themselves and, you know, save face in a way. But I do think this is extremely hypocritical, especially against the way that players are allowed to, you know, you know, perform on the field, but then immediately have to, you know, social distance after the games. At that point, the damage is done. So, I don't know. It is kind of – it is a mix, and I think that the NFL – you know they do have to do they have to do their due deal, their due diligence, but at the same time, I think that a reality check does need to come into play. Definitely. Uh, in NBA news, in NBA news, we talked the we're talking game two of the of the Lakers uh, Heat finals. Uh, Lakers are probably going to really be able to capitalize due to the injuries of Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Uh, really, really looks like the Heat are in some serious trouble. Serious trouble. Uh, unless unless a miracle can really happen, I Hate don't see it. Yeah, don't really see too much hope going forward. Uh, we talked about Kyrie di- uh, basically denying that he was dissing LeBron during comments about KD. Uh, he, uh, we talked that was a pretty you know lengthy discussion. We were pretty frustrated about that. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie basically said that uh, K- basically said that KD will be the first guy he can ever defer a ball to in a late game situation. Kyrie's just, you know, his head's full of hot air at this yeah. point. Guy's kind of, guy's kind of a dope. Uh, then we also talked about the 76ers hiring head coach Doc Rivers. Uh, I think it's a good move. Carter doesn't, but no. you know, we're gonna really just have to see how that. We'll see. Yeah, we're gonna have to see how it pans out. I think uh, we'll continue to be mediocre. We reviewed the, we also reviewed the bubble in the experience in the NBA. In MLB news, we talked about a limited number of fans being allowed at being allowed at the NLCS and World Series in Arlington, in Arlington, Texas, at Globe Life Field. Uh, great news to see some. Great news to see some normal stuff getting back to getting back in that league. Uh, we we also got to see Carlos Correa fire back at you know quote haters for you know finally winning a wild card playoff series. Woo! Congratulations yeah. to you, dude. Uh, yeah, no, not really too impressed by Carlos Correa there. I mean, the guy's kind of been a clown ever since this whole you know cheating scandal thing has come down. Uh, wouldn't expect anything less, but at the same time, I don't know, man. Uh, we also and we also talked about the Miami Marlins, you know, moving on in that playoff series. Congratulations to them. And then finally, we closed it out with the with the Rock announcing that he's gonna uh, that the XFL will return sometime in 2022. 2022. We are very hopeful that you know, that when it does return, coronavirus isn't as much of a concern anymore. Hopefully, it isn't a concern at all. And when it does return, it'll be better than ever. Let's hope so. You know, but you know from. 
But from the Koffler Center, you've been listening to WJMF 88.7 HD2 Smithville, Providence, or you've been listening on our web player at WJMFradio.com, or if you've been watching uh, for you know the visuals, you've been watching us here on Facebook. This, this uh, footage will be on Instagram later tonight. Uh, but from down to the wire, I'm Brian Costa. And I'm Carter Adams. And have a great night. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all the support. All right, take care, you guys.